Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes, after a pretty rough sleight of hand check on the part of their quarry, tracked down the missing kids from Teldrassil. Having learned about the plan to rescue King Anduin, Butch, Falcus, and Ari now have some decisions to make. Will they assist in a jailbreak for the greater good, or are there more official paths forward? Let's find out as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. So last time we started with a Falcus versus Johnny Awesome battle in the Brawler's Guild that ended with his winnings being stolen by a figure cloaked in illusion magic. You guys followed... Illusions. <clears throat> illusions, Michael. You guys followed this person stealthily into an underground sewers where you discovered the quote-unquote missing children from Teldrassil. They hadn't been kidnapped. Instead, you learned that they witnessed the abduction of King Anduin by what you guys as players would recognize as Mossworn. Now, out of necessity, they let you in on their plan. They are building a means to summon the king back to Azeroth. They confirmed that the king in the castle is definitely an imposter. Uh, you put together very easily, very uh, uh, quickly, based on information that you had already had before you even came in here, that the rash of stolen gold, the stolen enchanter's equipment, the stolen miner's tools, smelting gear, is absolutely completely explained by these kids' activity, uh, melting the stolen gold, enchanting it to making their summoning circle. Now, the Teldrassil kids are close to finishing their work, but there is a key part of their plan that has gone wrong. Their summoner has been arrested by the town guard and is being held at the stockades. Essentially, they think they need to bust him out in order to succeed at rescuing the king. Um, they also did mention that it's been a thing to do to, um, you know, arrest people for causing a public disturbance. Uh, even though they kind of really weren't doing very much other than talking about what they, you know, saw happening around them. Uh, these arrests tend to be relatively quiet. You got confirmation from Mia, uh, one of the members of this, you know, sort of teenage thief summoning gang, uh, that these were happening. And you also, uh, just as a group having a conversation with each other at the end of last session, you put together that, well, okay, if the archaeologists were taken like this and it seems probably pretty uh, pretty likely that uh, Old Dune Black Powder, the guy that we've been looking for from the Silver Covenant this whole time had been disappeared in this same way you then made the connection that hey Harrison Jones could also be at risk for this since all of these people were all uh, following the same threads um, 
at this point, night has fallen. You have had your conversation with the kids. You have the info that you have. Uh, at this point, you know, what happens next? Are you guys headed back to the inn to bang out our rest? Is there anything else that you want to do before we conclude this evening? Did we decide to, like, ultimately, that we were absolutely going to break into the stockades? That was, or, or go to the stockades? That was the backup plan. I believe our plan right now tomorrow is just to do some investigation. Uh, Ari was going to go to the keep to check in on um, uh, Harrison Jones. I was going to go to the stockades, see if there's anything I could do potentially there. I don't remember what you were going to do, though. Butch. Well, the first thing I wanted to do was to... I can't recall if I did this already uh, uh, yesterday, uh, but uh, drop a note in the mailbox for Billy. That's what it was, was was sending off that letter. Yeah. So uh, we want Billy to bring his ex-pirate ship up to Stormwind to uh, hopefully take us to Pandaria eventually. Okay. Yeah, that's very easily done. You can send that off. Before you guys uh, leave the sewers, Rissa, the leader of this little gang, would ask you guys quietly, hey, you know, listen, I know that this is a lot and we're just a bunch of kids. You really don't have a ton of reason to take us as seriously as you have, but I would really appreciate it if you didn't sort of spread the word about what we're doing. Um, that'd be great. Uh, we've been hiding on purpose for a reason, so if we could sort of just keep this under our hats, that'd be lovely. But other than that, that would be the only other thing that she got, she would have to say to you guys. If we want, we can then move forward into the following morning. You guys can get your long rest. There is nothing that interrupts you over the course of your sleep. Um, and then at this point, it would be Ari out toward the keep and Falcus down toward the stockades. Butch, putting that letter together, it takes a moment for you to do that. So if the next thing that you're going to do is go out, I don't know what, whatever, to the Hall of Champions, if you're going to, you know, set that aside for a while and do something else, whatever you're looking to do this morning is fine. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be at the Hall of Champions every day. Um, but but the, the first thing, well, after dropping that off, I'm basically running some errands, right? I would like to, um, I don't know, perhaps, I don't know where I should go, but I was thinking the auction house maybe to, to look at what I can do about uh, juicing up Priest Slayer. Because remember, I've got these uh, two amazing magical weapons, right? Uh, to uh, Falcus's nun. And, uh, but I'm looking at them and I think that they're pretty cool, but I don't want to use them. I want to use the one that, you know, that that is less awesome. I mean, less powerful, but has, you know, some meaning behind it to me. So I would like to juice up my priest slayer, uh, great, great acts of cleaving to, uh, be some kind of magic weapon, enabling me to have three magic weapons to Falcus's zero. Okay, Um, so in deciding, okay, so you're going to go to the Hall of Champions and you're going to go to the auction house. Uh, Perfect. Uh, To remind you guys of how it works, because it's been a while since we've looked at the auction house. If you're going to sell something, uh, we would figure out how much it's valued at. uh, And then we would roll some dice to find out uh, how much it actually sells for. 
there is a chance that it'll sell for less than what you could have sold it to a vendor for, but there's also a chance that it can sell for up to double the amount that you could have sold it at a vendor for. There is also a small fee that the auction house incurs for doing this in the first place for you. If you're looking to buy something, you're going to place a bid. You might not necessarily know what the vendor value is of the item that you're bidding on. We're going to roll some dice to find out whether that bid is sufficient. For example, if there is an item that is actually worth 200 gold and you bid 50 gold, that's 25% of the value. So you have a 25% chance of winning the item. That's how the math works on that. So however much you put in, the more you put in, the more likely it is that you can get the item. Currently listed, you head on down there. Currently listed, uh, there are some plus one magic arrows, which are magic ammunition is a one-time use thing. Um, but there's a, a, a bunch of those on the auction house. There is an amulet of health, which is a magic item that you can attune to that sets your constitution score to 19. There is a javelin that when you throw it, it creates this long line of lightning behind it and hits sort of like you throw it at a distant target and the lightning hits everybody between you and the target. So it's a combat item. There is an item on there called a gnomish world enlarger that creates Hmm. the effect of the enlarge reduce spell, but only on the person who carries it. Um, So you can shrink yourself real small or you can make yourself real big. There's a cape that allows for a one time per day teleport effect of a moderate range. And there is one currently one unit of a material called strange dust that is on the auction house that you can be informed by one of the auctioneers or by a background in in enchanting or anything else of that nature, that this is the material that would be required to actually put a plus one enchantment on a non-magical item, be it weapon, armor, shield, anything like that, that holds a plus one. The strange dust is the material that would be needed to do that. Um, You can bring the item and the materials to an enchanter and have them do it. And it'll be, it'll be taken care of for you. You said one uh, uh, first. You don't. You don't happen to have this written down. And all that stuff you just said is really cool. Um, uh, but okay. But the but the thing that we're probably um, looking at is the one unit of strange dust. Is one unit all I need? Yeah. So if you have one, like packet or one, I don't know what they come in baggy box, whatever. One unit of strange dust. That is sufficient to put a plus one enchantment on one item. That's clearly what I need. Uh, oh, okay. So what I'm so there's this magic arrows. That's pretty cool. Amulet of health. I'm looking, at, and that increases con. Well, it depends on what your con modifier is. Your con, your constitution modifier would not be affected by that. Your con is already an 18, it would change it to be a 19, but you would still keep a plus four. It would put Ari's at, it would change Ari from a plus one to a plus four con, and it would do the same for Falkus. Uh, It is an item that requires attunement. But just so you guys are aware of what a increase to your con would mean, going from a plus one to a plus four on your con would make it so that you gained... You guys are level seven right now. 
you would gain three hit points per level. You would gain 21 hit points by equipping that. But again, it's a it's an attunement item. Um, and judging by the other things on the table here, it's also the most expensive item listed on the auction house at this time. Javelin of Lightning. Uh, BT dubs. Uh, just going a little off table here. Uh, I have that on a character. And you don't use it that often, but when you do, it wrecks. <laughs> so, and that 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 is pretty cool. Um, Thunderbolts and lightning, very very frightening. Very very frightening. The gnomish world in larger sounds like a pretty cool toy. When 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 you enlarge or ensmall yourself <laughs> with the, with the gnomish world enlarger, do you retain all your stats? Uh, I think what I made it was that it replicates the enlarge-reduce spell, I'm pretty sure. Let me pull this up real fast. You keep all your same stats, but being enlarged... it Like, making yourself larger increases your size from medium to large, so your token would be bigger, you take up more space. You can... You have advantage on strength checks and saves... Your weapons deal an additional 1d4 extra damage. Um, when you're small, you have disadvantage on strength checks and saves. Your weapons deal 1d4 less damage, but you're a tiny little dude, and you can't. You're one eighth your normal weight. You are able to squeeze into places that are smaller. All that kind of stuff. You can make yourself. I think with the with the item you can make yourself bigger once per day and you can make yourself smaller whenever you want. And that's cool. I can just see myself like a little eighth of a panda like like wrecking someone's shin uh or or getting on their shoulder and s- smacking their head in. That's that that's cool. This cape of the Mount Montebank the teleport the, I think I could use that. Honestly, I'm just thinking about what I'm thinking about is the time where I was trying to get over a harbor and I jumped on a griffin and it dumped me into the water. And I'm like, wouldn't teleportation help a lot with that? I am also seeing Falcus with that <laughs> cape, if I'm honest. Falcus uh, will have, is, he'll just you know, be covered in capes. Fa- oh, you've got the, you've got the, um, cloak of the bat. Back yeah, cape. that's what I was like. I look yeah, at it too. I was dude. like, man, that that necklace sounds awesome, but I shouldn't be anywhere near melee combat, and I am attuned to the teeth right now. That is was my exact. I will say this. Um, thought to you're attuned to an item that, as I was looking, I check you guys' items every once in a while just to see what I'm dealing with. I think it may have been a mistake to make the life grips an attunable item. Because it is an item that you can use exactly one time per day. It has one single effect. And it does, like, one thing. So I'm not sure that it's appropriate. Like, if it was able to be used multiple times per day, maybe. Or if it did multiple different things. But, like, there's a lot of things that it's like, oh, this is an armor that it's a magical armor that boosts your defense and has these abilities tied to it. Yeah, that's an attunable item. I'm not sure on this. Fair enough. Uh, not for nothing, but this is the second time you've brought that up, Casey. The life grips? Uh, about uh, about making that 
something that doesn't have to be attuned to. Okay. I didn't know I brought it up once before. Just interesting. I'm just saying, you've been thinking about it a while, I can tell. I don't remember that, but I I do remember we talked about the engineering stuff not being attunable. And we talked about like a, um, a class currency to be able to use engineering items. Not class, well, profession. Anyway, anything currency. you want to make uh, not attunable is uh, amazing to us. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm totally seeing this amulet because uh, Ari does get into melee range sometimes. That's who I was thinking uh, that would she, be beneficial for. Because for yeah. me, having the life grips, I'm better to have the life grips or keep hanging on to them because of the fact that I pull, I can pull you guys out of melee. Granted, I think you still get hit by opportunity attacks, but I can at least pull you guys out of harm being already on the outer edge of, of, of things. But yeah, with Ari being in the midst, that's what I was thinking was... Being forcibly moved does not incur opportunity. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yep, only if for I, vicious mockery. Yeah, if I... Like, if she does... Um, what is that spell where they or, run away? Um, dissonant it's Whispers, them, that's it. Dissonant Whispers. It's them running away. Um, there's a lot of precedent for things like there's a feat that allows you to push people five feet, like psychically, that you're moving someone out of, like you're you're the one who's moving them, so it doesn't, I don't know, there's like the way that opportunity effects work is you have to be the one that is moving yourself in order to, uh, in order for that to be a thing. I'm looking at this cape, and, and the description of this cape is so focused, it's crazy. Uh... Is, is this something that you made, Casey, or is this? No, I think it's in, in the D&D? player handbook. It's either there or in the DMG. It's an, it's it's a real item. Well, I mean, yes, there's teleportation, right? Uh, but it says when you disappear, you leave behind a cloud of smoke, and you appear in a similar cloud of smoke at your destination. The smoke lightly obscures the space you left and the space you appear in. I mean, there's and it dissipates at the end of your next. I mean, turn. there's 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 <sighs> nothing really preventing you from from putting multiple cloaks on. You just stack them up, or like ones on one no, shoulder, ones on the other not. shoulder. Wrap one around your waist, or just tie them both around your neck. Yeah, right. There, there, there's nothing stopping you from having different capes. Also, also, I think I could use this cape too. But th- there is one thing that would stop us. One giant thing that would stop us is the price. So, um, I'm glad we had that conversation about all these cool magic things. It. Uh, I, I want them all clearly, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, I would love to get Ari that amulet. Okay. I, I think that would help the entire team out, uh, basically immediately, but I need that unit of strange dust. Is there a buy now option or like, <laughs> just, <laughs> what? I was just saying, just, just to throw this out here. I know I've mentioned it before, but I, I feel like us collectively as a, as a party, our, our gold is shared. So if there's something you need, let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll get you whatever gold you need the difference or def, you know, deficit of. Of course, I'm 400 gold less than I was yesterday, but you know. Oh, because of the gambling? Uh, well, we gave it, I, I let the kids keep it. Oh, oh, so you're not really 400 gold less. You're like I'm a, 200 less. 100 <laughs> gold. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You let the kids keep it. Okay. So. I'll tell you this much, too. Because you are, like, because of the, the amount of investment you have in this in this purchase, and the fact that you know that there are people who work professionally as enchanters in Stormwind, 
you can easily find out that if you were to go to the enchanter's shop and provide an item and say, I just need an enchantment on this, please use your, like, and ask the enchanter to use their own materials, you would be charged 400 gold for the strange dust. And that you are 100% sure includes a markup. Like, if he's getting the materials for you, he's going to charge you more for the materials. So this... Obviously, right. yeah. So you can get it cheaper on the auction house. It's just not 100% clear what the markup is. Okay. So, um, even if that mean a markup, I'm guessing expensive. So what do we think the markup is? Like, what, what, what should I put on here? I'm not savvy. I'd probably go to Falkus and ask Falkus what I should put down and also I'll need a loan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what, what do you reckon I should bid for something that would be 400 gold marked up at an enchanter? I'm assuming that 400 gold probably includes his time too. Uh, does it though? Is, Is that 400 gold just for the mats or would it be like for the service as well? I assume I have to pay for the service. Um, later on yeah yes you're right so let's say 50 percent right there is is the services so you're talking 200 gold and then if that's the markup 75 well that's my that that's my question if i'm going to an enchanter and you're saying that well, they you're, you're gonna pay own- you're, if you go to the enchanter you're gonna pay for materials and you're gonna pay for labor and the materials was 400 yeah okay so like i gotta pay for labor anyway yeah so, the four hundred does not include, right? Uh, yes, okay. I'm sorry. I, I that's just. I thought that was how I answered it, and then as I'm re-listening to myself say it, I know that I led you in the wrong direction on that. So that's okay. my fault. So that's how I always understood it. Uh, so markup can be anywhere so between, that, that, let's say, three hundred to three hundred and fifty gold base. Let's say three hundred. If 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 market price is three hundred. It's potentially you can get it. So I would say I, I would I would guess market price is three hundred. How much did you say a sphere of returning was? Just baseline. Oh, you guys know this for sure because yeah. you sold one. Um, I have this written down. I think it's in this page. Oh, that's right. You guys vendored a spear of returning for five hundred gold in Booty Bay. How? Okay, so this may not work. This is me one hundred percent in wow. A spear of returning is kind of like a special item. Could we offer them to disenchant it for the mats, and would we get the mats needed to enchant? Because I have two Ooh, of them, and I'm willing to go. sacrifice one. For uh, I, love I sacrifice it. both of them, but yes, you can. If you disenchant a magical item, yes. If you disenchant a magical item, you will get the materials that would be needed to put a similar level enchant on another item it would also destroy that item just like it does in wow yeah what i will say to you guys is this you've deduced that the cost of this material must be less than 400 gold and you can vendor a spear of returning for 500 gold if you were to sell it on the auction house and roll really well you could earn as much as 1000 gold for a spear of returning so what if I gave this to Butch? Like, let's say so we, let's say we had it. breakfast and we <laughs> talked about, like, kind of what our day was going to go. Could I give Butch both of my spears of returning and the distort value and see if maybe he can make 
a couple thousand gold. Wait, by putting it on the auction house? Yeah. I love uh, it. Depending on the dice, that absolutely can happen. Depending on I the dice, it. that can absolutely happen. What dice would be be rolling for that? Percentile? When you post an item on the auction house, we roll, we figure out what the maximum is it could sell for, and then we roll percentile dice. And you earn whatever okay. the percentage of the maximum is that it comes out as. So the maximum you can earn is double the, the base cost. So a 500 gold item could possibly sell for as much as 1,000. Distort value doubles that amount. Distort value is going to work on the auction house? So right off the bat, the vendor co- the vendor amount is 1,000, which means it could roll up to as much as 2,000 on the auction house with distort value. Yeah. So you would use, under Ari's plan, if I'm understanding it right, she has one scroll of distort value. You can cast that spell on one of the spears to make it look extra special, shiny, hot off the presses. It was just made. It's perfect. It's never been used. It would increase the value of the item. Uh, It would increase the perceived value of the item. Um, And then when you sell it on the auction house, you make more than you were supposed to, is the idea. And it would only work on one one of the spearings, you said? One item, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would give her one then spear of returning, and I'd give her the scroll of disport give him the scroll of distort value. That way, the worst case is we can sell the second one for 500 gold if this doesn't work out. I mean, this is a gamble and that's fun. Now, we could, you could get a thousand gold for this. You, we yeah. know this. Okay. So we're trying to put it on the auction house. Oh yeah, that's the other thing too, is if you put the distort value on it and then just turn around and vendor it, it's a thousand without worrying about what the math is. Yep. So if, if we're putting it on the auction house... There's the possibility that it could be more than a thousand, but there's also a possibility that's going to be less. Only a fifty-fifty chance. Well, it's it's a fifty twenty-five twenty-five chance. If you roll fifty percent or higher, it'll sell for the vendor price or higher. If you roll between twenty-five and fifty, it'll roll for less than the vendor price. And if you roll less than twenty-five, it doesn't sell at all, and it's returned to you in the mail. Which, if it rolls less than the vendor price, it's just the price. It'd be five hundred, wouldn't it? Which is what we would sell it for anyway. Yeah, the minimum it would sell for if it sold would be five hundred anyway, because you've cheated. <laughs> so we're yeah, we're not losing anything, or it doesn't sell. And then he just said we can turn around and sell it to a vendor for a thousand because that spell lasts yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Why not? Oh, yeah. So so there's a twenty five percent chance that you get like five hundred. Uh, you know. Which is what it's worth normally. I mean, this yeah. is fun. Let's do it. It's not my money. Um, uh, let, let, okay. Also, we ha- like I, I still don't know what I want to bid on this dust. Well, we were just talking about the markup of somebody having the dust of their own and providing it of their own being 400. So I think I would say markup cost is, you said 150? They're marking yeah. it up 250 gold. I'm really bad at this because in the game, I'm like, Strange Dust sells for like 50 cents. <laughs> but All right. All right. For, for commissioning. Yeah, that, that makes it hard, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is making it really hard for me. <laughs> I mean, for commissioning stuff, you're talking at least 50%. Like if, if you are making. I was thinking 50%. Yeah. That's that's the base cost. So you can you can lowball a little bit more and try to get it for less than what the base cost is. Or you can just pay 50% of, you know pay 200 and then you're not paying 
because maybe it's going to cost 200 to do the enchant. So, uh, okay. I would say 200. So, I want to bid 200. And the worst thing that could happen is that I don't get it. Yeah. And you get the mo- you get the majority like of your out. bid back. They do take a fee if you post or if you p- try to buy. Like they take a fee regardless. But it's like a small it's like a 1 or 2%, I forget what it is. But it's not much. Okay. So, I'll tell you, I don't have 200 in my you might if you're selling so, so there's a spear. two things I want to do. Yeah, but like it's not automatic, right? Like I, I find out like the next day or something or later on. Yeah, you would find out like not immediately, but within a few hours. So I got to sell the spear first. Well, you can do whatever you want. I was just saying that if that was what you wanted to do, you could do it that way. Are you short the gold? Uh, this is fun. Yeah. All right. Here. I need to just just. Here's 200. I mean, I've made a lot of gold off of you. So here, I am removing 200 from my inventory and I'm handing it over to Butch. You got 200 to just give away? I had 700. Yeah, Falcons is I, sitting on money. I am running it. Oh, I'm swimming over here. I got, I okay. got, I got money. Okay. So was it? Was it? Uh, it was the cards in Booty Bay. I made some yeah, cash off the cards was... in Booty Bay. I sold my spear of returning, so that was 500. And then I made money on your fight last night, and then I, well, I could have had another 200, but uh, I'm, I'm, I could have had an additional 200, but I'm also now down 200 because I let the kids keep all 400. Oh, I should have asked for 200 back. Darn it. Yeah, because I don't, I don't get behind your uh, gambling situation. Uh, okay, so thank you. I, I, I've added two hundred. So let's let me just wander over to the auction house, and this is before I go to the uh, Hollow Champions. First thing I'm going to do is uh, I have this scrolled up javelin of returning. Okay, I want to spear of returning. I want to put that on the AH. And it'll, it'll be like today that I would know, right? Yeah, for sure. Can we just do yeah, this? Yeah, for sure. Because I can come back after the Hall of Champions and get it done. You know, like... Okay, so let me let me put this on the AH uh, in, with having used that scroll. What do I need to do? Roll D100? Um, right. So in order to post it, you need to do... It's going to be a 10 gold if i'm doing my math right it's going to vendor for a thousand gold it's a 10 gold fee to put it on the auction house okay i am going to remove 10 gold okay all right now what it's posted um you'll get word eventually of what it sold for and all that um it should be later today you'll find out are you also buying your strange dust right now Yes. Don't I need to roll something for the for the for the spear? We're gonna sit on that for a minute. We're just okay. gonna sit on it. Okay. We're, gonna it okay. we're gonna let it, okay. gonna let it based in its juices. I'm excited to use the auction house. Okay. So uh, um yes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go for two hundred. Okay. Deduct two hundred from your jams. Minus two hundred. Now we're gonna roll a percentile dice. You're gonna roll a one D one hundred. And I'm gonna let you, y'all. I'm gonna let you know straight up. You came pretty close to the actual amount. You didn't hit it on the head, but you came pretty close. So you're gonna have a high percentage to win. Okay. Go ahead and roll. I'm gonna press the button. Oh my god! Oh, I rolled a ten. 
one. That's a great roll. Out of 100. That's a fantastic roll. How is 10 a fantastic roll? You needed to roll below an 80. To not get it? To get it. To, to, to get, get it, it you I had needed to roll, to roll below an 80. So you put up 200. Oh, I was aiming yes. low. You. I was aiming 200 low. 200 was 80% okay. of the exactly value. Right. Yes. So the more you put in, the higher the number is that you have to... It's like a it's like a rolling under thing to make the math easier. Okay. Okay. So I was uh, I was hoping for a high number, but really I was hoping. Yeah, for a you low were hoping number. for a low number, and you nailed it. And I nailed it. I I rolled a ter- a very low number, and that was that's and a, actually that's with awesome, that roll, it's a little it hurts a little bit to say this, but with that roll, I could have got it. For you could have got it for twenty five gold. <laughs> mm hmm. But we didn't know that that you we didn't know you were going to roll a ten. You could have rolled a ninety, and then you'd have just been out of luck, you know. Right. Okay. So now, will I get this in the mail later? You get on it. Then? I mean, just like in the real auction house, as soon as somebody walks up and buys the item, it shows up in the mailbox in a few minutes. So you're a walk down the street to grab something out of the mailbox away from having your. It comes in a little packet, has your name on it. Um, you know, it's nice and sealed, so it doesn't, it's got a stamp on it because someone had to send it to you. It's all taken care of. Nice and neat. Okay. Uh, can I walk this over to an enchanter's? 100%. You get out to the enchanter's place. Uh, it's actually not very far from where, (laughs) interestingly, it's not very far from where Ari's been working and where Falkus is headed. So, um, because he was on his way to the stockades later. Uh, you're going to get out to the enchanter's shop it's this quiet little workshop. It's there's a sign above the door that says Cordell's Enchanting. Um, it's this really kind of nice, well kept store. It's the same style as a lot of the other shops in town, and it's got all of these expensive looking enchanted weapons hanging on the wall. You see, um, you know, you would have you would have understood this basically from you know asking around, like, hey, what does it cost to go get things enchanted? They actually have it set up on the sign. It says any plus one weapon or armor or shield is available um, to buy here. You have to spend the base cost of whatever the item is. So like if it's a shield, it's like 10 gold, I think is the base cost or something silly like that. Plus 400 gold for materials and 50 gold for labor. Um, So essentially you're paying for the weapon, the materials and the Hmm. labor. If you bring the weapon and the materials there, your total cost to get something enchanted at a plus one level is 50 gold. So, um, you know, this middle-aged a human side man. Note, yeah. Falcus can just come over here and buy a bow. Uh, yeah. Well, could have until he gave me all his money. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Ev- everything looks amazing, but you know, I, is, is, uh, Cordell wh- whom I'm speaking to. Yes. Luke and Cordell. He's a human man. Well, I, uh, put priest slayer on the, on the counter and you know, just like Butch would do, I, I give him a whole story about how I, you know, killed a priest and then, you know, decorated priest slayer with <laughs> uh, trophies and, and stuff like that. And I just go on and on and on telling him a story about how I got the uh, how I got the weapon. 
Well, he promises you that he can do this up pretty easily. Uh, you brought everything here that you would need to bring. Um, he does let you know that, unfortunately, the best he's able to do is a plus one right now. Uh, he's working on what is essentially a backup set of tools that he had to kind of cobble together. Uh, if he had his original tools, which as part of this whole like problem in the city, he either lost track of them or what, he would be capable of creating heavier enchantments but um you got to have better materials for that and i don't have the tools put to, put put uh you know put together but uh at the moment like what you're asking for he can totally do uh summer had said i think either in the last session or, or the session before that something about engraving something into the face of the axe head or something i want you to tell me what this is going to look like after it's all done the priest we killed was like a that this is named after was like a vampire troll or something like that. Yes. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to stick with the troll theme because, you know, the, the accoutrements that, you know, adorn this this axe uh, all kind of have to do with that. So I want a slight etching of a Gurabashi face mask, like a like a wooden face mask. Nice. Yeah, I know exactly and what you it mean. It should kind of cover just the one side of the blade. I think you know, kind of like the kind of like the front side. You know, we don't want to get too weird. We you know, no both. I think both. Let's get weird. So there's like etching, you know. Uh, in, into both sides of the axe head. Yeah, with this, with this, with this, with this mask. That's kind of situation. Awesome. Is is Priest Slayer? Does it have one blade on it, like Gorehowl, or is it like double bladed the way the Arcanite Reaper looks? It's double bladed, like like uh, I don't know the Arcanite, but but it's, I mean like. It's not like the like heirloom axe, axe that every but every warrior wears. It is. Yeah, don't play a warrior. It's 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 got, you know, like when you chop wood. It's got like one kind of blade on it, but this is kind of a double looking one thing. on both sides of the handle. Yeah, this is a two got two it. handed two uh two armed weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Um, with the big like uh wooden troll mask on the face of the blade awesome um you see he's sort of like he lays it out he kind of does sprinkling this little green powder comes out of the little pouch that you bought from the auction house shimmers with this magical glow he's got a wand and he's got like all these different things that he uses as he like draws over the axe blade with the wand it's like cutting into the metal even though it's like a wooden dowel rod almost and it's just like creating these like cool designs in it um, it takes him 20 or 30 minutes. You're welcome to wait in the store while he works on it. He's not very busy right now. And when it's done, it's got this cool design in it. It's got like the edges are very clearly sharper. And as you lift it, it's like three pounds lighter than it used to be. Like it's you feel like, oh, yeah, I can, I can tell that a difference has been made here. Um, you can nice. go on and customize pre-slayer. You can click on it and underneath where it says uh, its name and everything, but above where it says proficient, attack type, all that, you can click customize. 
and add yeah. a plus one bonus to hit and to damage. And it should customize it to be essentially the same as a, you'll have. It'll be like um, how your Radiant Maul is a plus eight. This will also be plus eight when it's all said and done. Yes, it does. So now I've got a magic weapon that does bludgeoning damage and a magic weapon that does slashing damage. And for a barbarian, I, I, I think the, uh, you know, a, 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 the weapon economy or the, you know, that, that makes sense. And then what kind of damage does, oh, and I have a spear returning that, and a javelin if I need to, uh, that does piercing damage. This is being able to do the different types of damage at kind of, uh, but, but still maintain like a decent amount of damage is something pretty awesome for a barbarian, I think. And the reason I think that is because Diablo 4, you switch <laughs> you from, do switch the from weapon around. to weapon That's to weapon. Yeah, dude. So that, that, there we go. And, you know, I've just taken up a million years uh, just talking about my upgrades. So what I'm doing right now is I take this Priest Slayer and I'm so happy with it. And I smack Cordell on the back and I'm like, all right, buddy, this is exactly what I needed. You know, we're going to try to get you them tools. I don't know if I can, you know, afford to figure out, you know, you know uh, how, how to get more, you know, enchantments on this. For, but, 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 but I bet you we can figure out those tools and I'll, I'll tell you. And I'm just excited. I'm just you know, talking and I can't stop. And then I run over the Hall of Champions to show off my new weapon and to train all day. Fantastic. Um, great. You totally do that. Um, you're coming really close to finishing your, uh, your training here. I think it makes sense at this point to move on to Ari. Uh, you would have gone... You said that your battle plan was to head over to the castle first thing in the morning. Is that right? Yes. I want to see Harrison Jones should have something for us by the plan that we had made a few days ago. Excellent. So you head out there still fully in disguise because, like, mm -hmm. you got attacked by assassins like two nights ago. Um, you arrive at the keep. The doors are closed. There are guards standing out front. And it... Uh, Basically, you're, hey, I want to go in there. I got to talk to Harrison Jones. Oh, uh, he's actually not in today. He's he's. We heard word that he wasn't feeling well. He didn't. He's not here. Do you happen Yo, to know where his house is? Knew that was gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I think he lives out in Old Town. And like these people are, um, you get the sense that they're being straightforward with you. But like, as guards standing out front, you know, they're doing what they were told and what they were told is that he's not here. Like you don't get the sense that they're lying to you. Yeah. But they're like, Oh yeah, no, he lives out in, uh, he has, a, he has a place out in old town that he lives when he's here. And when he's here in the city, he's, he's got a place out there. You're easily able to make your way over there and check. He's not there. Okay. I would probably then spend the rest of the day at the, the scribe. Like if I bump into Falcus since I'm heading that way anyway, I might take along or like update him. We kind of, the vibe I get from when we left the kids is we knew this was definitely a possibility. So this kind of makes the stockades more of a like precedent matter. But um, yeah, I'll head to the scribe if I bump into Falcus along the way at all. Um, you let him know it's it's kind of true. See if he's had any luck getting into the stockades. Okay. Um, yeah, you head out to the 
scribe. Um, I wanted to take a minute here. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that you had voiced, I don't know if it was Ari who said this or if it was Amanda who said it. Um, but you guys looked at what the kids were doing and there was like, I don't know about this. I don't trust this. This feels off. This feels somebody had said something like that. Um, you have an opportunity at the scribe studio to essentially check their work. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll me a uh, intelligence check. Roll it with advantage because you do have help. Um, Katarina can answer any questions that you may have about anything that you're looking at. Perfect. Give me one sec. All right. Natural 20. Thank God for that. <laughs> Phenomenal. I'm so happy I get to share all this with you. You review some books that she has and that she had borrowed from the tower in the mage quarter. And you are able to confirm without a shadow of a doubt that the circle is built correctly and it will be an adequate landing pad for summoning uh, something from another plane of existence. By the books, the Teldrassil plan, the Teldrassil kids' plan should work. Um, you do know uh, that warlocks are good at this kind of thing, and they said that they had a summoner. You okay? Well, he's he's a summoner. It's like a warlock sort of thing in 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 Azeroth. Um, they do typically summon demons, and what you guys are what they're trying to summon is a human, but they can summon other things. Warlocks summon humans, and you know, orcs and draenei and all, all kinds of stuff to all kinds of places. That's a common thing that warlocks are able to do. Um, the difference being that when they summon demons, they can control them, whereas they don't summon people and then have dominance over them in any way. Um, and in fact, that's the reason that the Alliance permits summoning demons that way, because any demon that a warlock has the knowledge to summon also comes with the ability to control it and banish it and all that kind of stuff. But none of that really matters for what they're planning because they're not doing that. They're trying to summon King Anduin. So you look at the work that they did and you're like, OK, this is not going to cause an issue like this stuff is this this is the way that this is designed and the way the way they have built it they took their time about it they did it right so you, we can clear that as a possibility um so it sounds like they're wanting to summon a person and from what i know summoners typically tend to summon demons warlocks but that doesn't are mean the, this warlocks are the prime summoners Okay. Um, summoning people doesn't normally require the, the extra stuff that they're doing, but they're okay. normally, when you're summoning a person, you're summoning them from Kalimdor or you're summoning okay. them from wherever. They're trying to summon somewhere from what Amanda would know is like not just the Shadowlands, but a, pr a high security prison within prison. the Shadowlands. Okay. They need extra power. Um, so that all lines up, that tracks. Okay. Um, I mentioned all this stuff about demons because I'm like, yeah, warlocks summon, they summon those all the time, but like all the extra stuff about like when we summon a demon, we have control over it. We have the knowledge to control it. We have the ability to banish it. If the plan here was that, aha, I'm an evil warlock and I've summoned the king and now have control over him. It doesn't work okay. that way when you summon people. So That's the extra not how precautions. That works. Gotcha. So the extra steps they're taking Anduin's in a different realm or somewhere 
So that's why they have all. Okay, gotcha. I was yeah. I was confused. Yeah, so that's the reason for all the extra power. Okay. Um at this point you're yeah, you're you're banging out homework here at the thing. I'm gonna let you have a choice real fast. Okay. What do you want to spend your day doing? And I'd like you to ex- uh, I'd like you to assume success on this. Are you trying to make an, uh, another scroll of any spell that you have access to? Be it from your spell list, from the spell book that you have from Arna of anything that he's already completed, or anything that Katarina knows? Or would you like to complete one of the unfinished spells in Arna's spell book? Or would you like to make a skill glyph, which would be a one time use plus five bonus to any single skill, and you can use it on yourself or on someone else? So like we have to um we have to sneak through somewhere. I'm going to give Butch a plus 5 bonus to his stealth because I had a stealth glyph. Like it'll work like that. Or would you like to make a dark moon card? Whatever so I make pick- a scroll, finish a spell, make a card or make a glyph. Roll spell Okay, if I learn this, is this something that then now I could do if I have the material and everything? Like, am I learning this permanently? Are you learning? uh, uh, Expound on that? So, yeah. So, like, let's say I choose to make a card. Does this mean I now know how to make Dark Moon cards? And if I get the materials and have the time, because I know time's a factor, I will learn how to make Dark Moon. Like, I can just... If we have a day on a boat where we're doing nothing, I have the materials, I could whip out one Dark Moon card. Or is this just I'm doing this just today? We're doing this just today. But okay. to answer the question you didn't ask, by the time you are finished with your scribe training, you'll be able to do all of these things. All four. Okay, that was what I was wondering. Um, I think today I'm going to dabble in the glyph today. So I want to learn how to make a glyph that can add plus five to any skill today. Since I will be learning all these eventually, that was another question. So thank you for asking it for me. Perfect. So making a glyph, um, essentially, she's going to provide the materials for this. But you can create a, a glyph of any skill. Arcana, persuasion, stealth, a tool proficiency. You could make a glyph for lock picking or a, or a, a thieves tools glyph or a cooking supplies glyph or something like that. It's an action to use the glyph. And okay. when you, when you use it, you're giving somebody within 30 feet, it could be you or it could be somebody else, a plus five bonus for that to that skill for one hour or until that's that skill is used, whichever comes first. So you could have a pile of glyphs of the same style and go, all right, before we sneak in here, plus five to you, plus five to you, plus five to you. Or you could have, okay, well, I'm going to sit on all these and you're approaching um, a scenario where you're like, oh, okay, we're definitely going to need religion here. So I have a religion one here. I'm going to slap a plus five to religion on you before we walk into the church and start asking questions. Like something like that. It takes a little bit of pre-thought, uh, forethought. It takes a little bit of yeah. forethought in order to be very successful with it. But you can totally, what What would you like to make a skill of today? Um, I think today, because I know Falkus and I both struggle with this, I'm going to do athletics today. So that's a strength one. 
And that way, if it's something we run into, at least one of us should be able to benefit from it. Cool. Um, I don't have a way to track this in the inventory. I haven't like gone through and made like custom homebrew items of glyph of every different thing. So I would say um, go ahead and make a note somewhere that you have a glyph of athletics and that it'll, you know, it'll do a plus five bonus to that ability. You're working on that. Falkus, uh, on your way to, you said the stocks first? Actually, I think I'm going to go to the Silver Covenant first. Um, I want to touch base with them and see what their suggestions are moving forward and fill them in on the information. Um, I trust them with the information about the kids that just let them do what they're doing right now and and we're, we're assisting them as best as we can. So I wanted to fill the Silver Covenant in on, on those details and then figure out what their suggestions are for accessing the stockades. Interesting. Okay. So you head out to the Silver Covenant. When you arrive there, um, you actually, as you approach, um, you're not actually at the building yet. You're like in front of where like the 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 headquarters are like sort of in the distance and there's like a road that leads up to them and normally there are these big gates that are open uh the front gates are closed and locked uh or rather it's not that they're locked you see that the gates are closed and you can see what look to be um large interlock like chain link chains but like really really big ones crisscrossing across the front of the front gates and where they meet in the middle you see a large padlock the whole thing the chains and the lock are made of this they almost look like they're made of condensed shadow they're like a smoky shadow material that's neither solid nor vapor they're somewhere in between and the padlock in the middle between the two chains is in the shape of a skull and it's also made out of that smoky shadowy material is there anybody around you look around and you don't see a soul you're far enough away that like on the on the world map here the hall of champions and silver covenant are like right next door to each other in realistic terms there would be more distance between them so it's not abnormal for someone over at the warrior hall to maybe have not noticed that the doors are closed over here, but you look around and you don't see any silver covenant people or anything like that. Building looks quiet. Like I can't tell if any movement or anything like that. Uh, yeah, pretty quiet. Um, I'm going to slip around like a corner somewhere kind of out of sight and I'm going to pull out my sending stone because I believe the other end of the sending stone is, um, let me take a look at my people. Uh, the other half of the Sending Stone goes to Falarin. Your Falaren. contact, your your direct handler within the Silver Covenant. Right, my, my Void Elf friend. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to basically page Falarin and see what's up. Uh, it takes a moment before you get a response, but then you get... The Sending Stone is limited a bit in how much information it can move. Um, literally, it allows you to use the Sending spell once per day, but Sending is limited to 25 words out and then a 25-word response. So Felaren's response is something to the tune of, Focus, thank God. I couldn't find the stone. I can't see in here. There's 
Larry Adria is I, I, is missing. The doors are all locked. I need your help. Bring your friends. Okay, with the sending spell, um, can you, is it, so I can send, I hear the return. Do I have a reply? No, that's it. That's it, right. It's just one one and one. Okay. Oh, you know what? Uh, give me one second. In her response, did she indicate roughly where she was? Obviously, she's in the building. It's what it kind of sounds like. Uh, they're in the building. Uh, it was um, specifically, specifically no. They wouldn't have said what room. But you know that when they're at the Covenant, they mostly spend their time in like the command room, like the room where orders would be issued or, or anything like that. I'm going to attempt a message, um, the message spell, um, knowing that she's in the building. Um, I know it's blocked, though, by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood. So if she's deep in the building. I'm I'm just trying to see if she's... I, I, I'm familiar with the person. Even if I can't see them, I'm familiar with the person enough to point to the building and try to message them to see if to get in touch with them. I would say that you're going to have a hard time getting through the doors and all that with it because it would be the door into the courtyard and then the door into the building and then the door into the office. Yeah, I figure it probably wasn't going to reach. But you can cut down that a bit. The The front gates that block the way into the courtyard don't have a top. Um, it's like an outdoor gate that were you able to fly or walk up walls like a spider, you could pass this doorway um, and get into actually the courtyard itself. They did say that all of the doors were locked. So progressing further is going to take effort, but you're able to walk up the face of this courtyard doorway and look into the courtyard itself, which is also empty. You see that the doors that are normally open because it's not a, it's a secure facility, but Stormwind is not endangered generally from like invaders or anything like that. So there's really no reason to keep everything shut and locked. All the doors that you can see are shut, but you have one fewer barrier now to get this message through. And you, you point in the direction of the office and fire off this message. What are you sending? Um, who did this? Are they still around? What, what, um, who did this? Are they still around? And what dangers should we be looking out for before we enter, before we come, come, tr come try to get you guys? Um, no known hostiles. Uh, we haven't, I haven't seen anybody. I've basically been stuck in the office because I can't get through the doors. Um, it started early last night around sundown and you're putting it together like oh yeah that's about when crazy stuff happens this may be an effect of you know the things that have been happening in stormwind unclear what the exact threats are but you're like okay that makes sense that it may not have been a who it may have been a what but they say no there hasn't been any danger i would have called you on the stone earlier but i couldn't find it it's i can't there's we i it's like it's like the whole room is full of like fog or something. I can't see my hand in front of my face. So it wasn't until the sound went off of the stone that I was like, oh, it's got to be over here. And I went and found it. So thank you for calling. That was great. Could you? We'd, I'd very much like to get out. Okay. Uh, I'm working on it. 
Um, I'd like to just take a quick look at the locks that are on the shadowy locks that are on the gate. Can I do like an arcana check just to kind of get a feel for, um, okay, so piecing this together, what, what, uh, Falarin had said, um, not necessarily that Falkus knew this, but we did roll some dice the other night, uh, and nothing immediately happened. But, uh, assuming that something weird happened in the city, this is probably tied to that. You get that much right off the bat. Um, go ahead and roll your Arcana check to see what else you can get. 14. Um, on a 14, you can tell that this shouldn't work as a lock. And yet when you try to force the door, it doesn't open. Um, it might be possible to pick this, but we're not talking about a metal lock with tumblers and springs. We're talking about some nonsense it's possible you have the skill to do it, but you would need to be careful about it and you would need to it's there's a hot there's a there's a solid probability of failure of picking a lock like this. You do look around like as you're up on top of the doorway looking into the courtyard. This door is locked that way. The other doors that are closed don't appear at first glance to be locked in this way. All right. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get a little better feel for, for the magic that was behind the, the, the front gate. Um, so I am going to... I don't have a direct connection with Ari or Butch to call them in. So I'm going to I'm gonna poke around myself right now and start checking doors, start checking windows, trying to find ways in. Um, you're in the courtyard. Every door is locked. They're locked with the normal locks that come on doors like this. Picking a lock like this is going to be a lot easier than the magic one that's on the front gates. All right, let's get going on those. Start start with the first door. Okay, are you doing this on your own? Yes. Okay. Can you see? Hey, the experiment worked. So Roll20 added some stuff. They made it so that you can actually see where there are doors and you should be able to click on a door that is not locked to open it. I don't know if it'll. That's cool. I clicked it. I had like a little, little lock, my little, little shake on the icon and it said, Nope. Okay. But you see what you see is what you see here. You see the courtyard is closed on the far Western side by the main gates. It's not a large courtyard. Uh, there is a, the, there's like this large open air kind of forge area to the north, pretty normal looking the door to the north that leads into the stables, the door to the, the doors to the south that lead into a series of storage rooms that the covenant has, uh, and the door to the east that leads toward the main section of the hall where commands and things are normally happen are closed. You don't see any of those shadowy ghosty chains or anything like that on the doors, but you do know that all the doors in this place have normal locks on them. All right. I'm going to go to the main. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's because it sounds like there's multiple people potentially here uh, locked. I'm going to just um, come over towards the stable area and just kind of like knock. It's like, is anybody in the stables? Yeah. You immediately hear on the other side of the door. Is there somebody there? Hurry. Let me can you help me get out? It sounds like one of the Rangers of the Covenant. Okay, that's what I wanted to do is start checking these doors if there's people behind them and, and uh, pick them. Okay, that's going to be a thieves tools check if you're going to be trying to pick locks. 13. 
which is a bad roll because I have a plus 11. Yeah, 13's not quite going to cut it. You are working on it. It's it's clear that there's nothing magical happening here. I think what's actually happening is this is a weird situation and like your adrenaline is starting to go. The the creepiness of like the doors have skulls, like the door out front has a big skull on it and it's, it's like you're just you're just not centered right now. But it's it's clear to you that it's, it's not something weird about the lock. It's just you responding to the situation that made this not work. Um, so yeah, you're not able to pick the lock. The door is this, the walls around this room are stone, but the door itself is wooden. So given enough brute strength or anything like that, you could potentially get this guy out using other means, but it doesn't look like picking the lock is going to be in your, uh, in your future today. Okay, so this one's just basically, um, I had a chance and that was it for this lock. Okay. Um, it's like, hang in there. I can't get this lock right now, but I, I uh, we'll try to get this door bashed down. I don't have the strength myself, but I've got some friends, so just just sit tight. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, come back soon, because I've been in here all night and I'm hungry. Nothing weird about that. I'm just, haven't eaten since last night. Are you still there? You don't have water, do you? <laughs> That's actually what I was going into my... my my inventory for actually I don't even have any um I almost drank some of the horse water from the trough but it's kind of slimy and I, I was like holding out hope I'll slip a, a water skin under the under the door I'm assuming there's a little bit of a gap a little bit of space to be able to get something in there you get a, like you gotta flatten it pretty good which means you can't get a ton of water in there but like hey man any drink in a desert you know like he's super happy about it alright sit tight I'll, I'll is be- that a phrase any drink in a desert? Any, any drink in a desert? I think so. Any port in a harbor? Something like that. I've never heard that before, but uh seems like it should be a phrase. We're gonna we're gonna coin it. It's an official heroic D and D. But you can't say it. Patrons only. Trademark. We don't have a Patreon, but We don't have a Patreon. <laughs> Alright, uh I'll give a I'll give a roll on uh, on this door. Alright, that's better. A twenty. Uh, that one actually does unlock you're you're kind of getting your feel back together i think if you click the door it should open now hey it did okay cool so oh i didn't make that movable okay here that's that's a me that's a my that's a my bad magical darkness it's not well it it is a magical darkness i made that a wall but it looks like it's the kind of wall that you can't pass through. Okay, interesting. Okay, my bad. Um, you know, little map things. Um, you The door is open, and there's like this thick fog that heavily obscures your vision, and it doesn't roll out the door. It stays in the room. It kind of presses against the open doorway as if it were hitting a glass window. You reach in with your hand, and you can tell right away that you're able to harmlessly pass through the pain, like, the plane where the fog begins. Um, but you also know that you won't be able to see very much of anything as you explore the room in front of you. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go any further Then I'll just kind of call into the room. It's like, is anybody in here? I got the door open. You can get out. Follow my voice. Um, immediately a ranger like stumbles out of the door and are you, Oh, you closed the door. I closed the door. (laughs) You were like trapped in the one foot of space I made between the door and the thing. Um, yeah, a, a ranger, an elven ranger kind of stumbles out of the smoke and is like looking around and, oh, okay, 
What happened? I've just just chalk it up to another one of those eerie things that's going on in the city right now because I, I I can't tell <laughs> anything else going around right now or if it if there's any one person behind this I think it's 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 just the city right now. Um, if you can get that door open, uh, the the stables I couldn't I couldn't pick the lock. If you've got uh, the brute strength to do it, um, there's somebody in there who needs to get out too. I'm gonna try working on this door here. I'm really more of a bow and arrow type. No, you shouldn't have to. There's an open door in the room. Uh, there's nobody in that. So you were you moved over to the next room over. Uh, he would tell you straight up like, no, there's not anybody in that room. Um, that room conjoins with the room that I was in. I was stumbling around in there. Uh, I was the only one in that area. Um, okay. I really would rather leave because I am super creeped out. Um, what I uh, would tell you, though, is that... Um, I can't, I, you're, you, you're Fulcus, right? You were the guy with the Pandaren and the, and the, and the Worgen who came through? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my friends are elsewhere in the city right now. Um, I figured the, there was no immediate danger here, um, aside from the doors being locked. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't have the extra brute strength with me right now. Um, but, uh, I'm doing what I can afterwards, definitely go back and find them and, and, and regroup and get the whole, whole gang over here. Well, I'll tell you what, I, if you want, I can oh. go get, would that be all right? Can I go? I yes. want to leave. I'm like excited to not be here today. Uh, this oh, is and creepy. Butch is actually right around the corner. I completely forgot that he's literally right around the corner. Butch should be right over in the um, uh, the Warriors in Guild. The Warriors. Fantastic. Yeah, right I'll there. go do that. Uh, will you please give me a boost? I can't climb the wall and the door is locked. You got it. Just fingers together, lace them, and give them a push up over the wall. You talk about, I need the brute strength to knock the door down. Do you? And this skinny elf is like, I will be the messenger. And he climbs, you help him get up over the, he like lands on the other side, kind of in a pile of his own. I haven't eaten since yesterday. Uh, I missed dinner. I'm like super high. I just, I want to get out of here. Um, and he takes off, um, Butch, Ari, both of you have your days, uh, interrupted by a skinny elf, a different skinny elf than the skinny, skinny elf who you're normally chilling with, um, is like, mm. Hey, there's stuff happening over at the silver covenant. Your guy, uh, said that, uh, if you weren't busy, if you would, there's like ghosts or something happening. It's tough. It's weird ghosts not it's i don't know it just suddenly yesterday at sundown suddenly like smoke and fog and locks and skulls and stuff at the silver covenant he's over there i'm going to get lunch and you can tell this oh, this kid uh, is all shook right. all right so uh i just need to go down to the silver chair and uh meet up with falcus yeah, I mean, if that's all right. Yeah, all right. Well, you 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 get you get going, and uh, I'll head over there. And I walk the twenty steps to, <laughs> to the uh, uh, Silver Covenant. Um, and then Ari, you would get that same message. Yeah, I would later. absolutely react and go. All right, with with knowing that uh, he's going to go get them, I'm gonna attempt to work on this this gate. All right, we got a high DC here. This is essentially going to be. Um, this is mechanically very similar to a spell called Arcane Lock. Technically pickable, but you gotta you gotta have the dice on your side for this. 
So let's see what uh, you got. Brand new, brand new day. Can I, um, wait, no, uh, hang on a second. What do you have? What magics are you rotting? Don't I have the spell magic through? Oh yeah. You're trying to do some arcane torrent. You're trying to do some bad stuff. Uh, yeah, that's bad. So the thing that caused this is a relatively high level effect. This is a, this is similar to an effect called Arcane Lock, which is not a very high level spell, but the effect that caused all of this is a relatively high level effect. So you're going to be rolling I think it's your spellcasting modifier is intelligence. So you're going to be rolling an intelligence check to try to pull the magic off of this using arcane torrent. And I think you're also rolling wild magic if that if you do that, right? Yes. So beginning at fifth level, I'm able to consume more powerful magics. Once per day when I use arcane torrent, you may also subject one target within range to dispel magic. This is cast at third level without the need for material components and without using a spell slot. When successful, you consume the magic, and I must roll on the wild magic t- uh, surge table from the Sorcerer's Wild Magic subclass to determine what effect this has. All right, are you going to do that? Heck yeah, I'm going to do that. Why not? So we're going to arcane torrent. Anna, you said I got a uh, intelligence check? Yes. <laughs> Seven. So That's the dispel, sad. the reason that you had to roll for that is dispel magic. If it's a effect of third level or lower, it's dispelled. The thing that caused this is essentially an effect of sixth level, essentially. Gotcha. Um, Arcane Lock in particular is not sixth level, but I'm treating the effects here as if they were sixth level effects because of where it came from. So yeah, no you are you pull the magic in, and you aren't able. You're it, you're used to dealing with things on the material plane, and you immediately get the sense that this did not come from the material plane. This is something that is. Or rather, the magics involved with this are from somewhere else. You pull all this in, but you do suck the life out of the grass you're standing on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think wild magic is a D100, right? You're going to make me look up a thing real fast. When successful, I consume the magic and I must roll. Oh, all right. Well, then in that case, you don't have to do anything else. Uh, But the door is still shut. By the time Butch and Ari get here, you are both standing on opposite sides of the same locked door. Um, This guy's not here anymore. He left. I can attempt to pick it. Yeah, go for it. 22. Not quite good enough. Dang. All right. Wow. Yeah. Well, I someone someone told me you needed some brute strength. What's going on over here? Uh... Take a look at this lock. This is definitely out of the ordinary. Um, I don't know if you remember last night, you know, when we were out in the town when, when it became dust. Did you, did you feel that kind of cold eeriness settle in the city? This is probably yeah, it's, what manifests. It's pretty creepy here anyway. This is probably what manifest last night. Um, we got some people trapped inside. There's some magical darkness going on. Um, very difficult. I can't get this this lock picked. Um how to get Butch over the wall. I can throw a rope. You want to climb? Yeah, for sure. So again, you're easily able to. So um, I'm going to move your token real fast so you can see some things. You are able to climb up on top of this position here and up on top of this position here, uh, which are sort of open top 
kind of deals uh, and look down on them. I think if I built this right, you can see them right now, but they can't. Can you guys see Falkus's token? Nope. No. God, this is this is a cool program. This is a really cool program, guys. It's like peek over the wall. Yeah, so you're standing up on top of and like looking down. Your father smelled of elderberries kind of a situation. Uh, but yeah, if you've got rope or any other kind of fun crap like that, you can go right on ahead. Definitely going to do. Going to throw, throw the rope down. Cool. Uh, there's no hurry here. I'm not going to require a skill check to climb a 15 foot wall that you have assistance with because someone got up there. Uh, so you guys are able to get up into this place. Going to move use. So you can see what we're looking at here. And I'm oh, stuck on the wall. Yeah, I, I wish that we could. There's got to be a way to make those one way walls uh, walk throughable because they're on the other side of all these doors, too. It's oh, fine. Geez. Just tell me what you guys want to move and I'll move. It. It's fine. I'm uh, going to going to start working. Um, Butch, the the stables. Uh, I can't I couldn't pick the lock earlier, but there's somebody still trapped inside there. The south uh, storehouse is already uh, checked and evacuated. I'll start working. I got to pick this lock right here. That's who the guy who in the south the south uh, storage room is is who ran and got you guys. Okay, so there's someone in the stables. I mean that that's made of wood. Yeah, I can get in there. I think should be relatively easy to just kick down or chop down or whatever. Go ahead and roll whatever dice you want to about that. Um, Falcus, let's get a lock picking for the door you're in front of. Ari, are you doing anything special right now? Um, I don't have any proficiency in lock picking, so I'm just waiting in case like something bad happens. I guess. Do you have okay, a well, guidance spell? She I do doesn't. not have guidance. That's a that's a cleric thing. I'll say this though. Because you don't have anything in particular to do, and as a bard, you have jack-of-all-trades, which makes you half-proficient in every in anything, you are welcome to do the help action and throw um, an advantage on somebody else's check if you want to do that. Perfect. I'll help Falkus. <laughs> uh, how about a 30 and a 31 for, for those, uh, the advantage rolls? So the 31 takes the, takes the cake on that one. Okay. Interesting. You are, I got to get to the thing. Uh, Okay. Yeah. You open the door and you are immediately blasted in the face by an incredibly forceful gust of wind. Uh, Dirt and debris are like ripping up off the ground and are flying out toward the courtyard. I need a strength saving throw from Falcus and Ari to avoid being pushed back away from the doorway. I rolled an 18. 13. Ari, you stand your ground. Um, I like, I don't, paint me a picture. Like, what is it that makes you stand your ground in, in the face of this gust of wind flying out of this place that Falkus can't do? Because Falkus fails a saving throw and gets f- pushed 15 feet back and lands on his butt. I would say, one, I'm a little bit back, so maybe I had, like, a split second to prepare for it. And, like, Worgens are pretty agile. So, like, that part of me is just always there. So I was just able to, like, lean forward just enough to counterweight the, like, pushing. Phenomenal. The wind doesn't abate, by the way. It's not a one time and then it stops. There is a constant, harsh, strong wind blasting out of this doorway. Butch, you were trying to bang this door down up here. I rolled an eight. 
Uh, yeah, and eight's not. You're sort of kicking and punching. It's not quite there. There's got to be something nope. on the other side. Well, if you can't push, if you can't like break it down, do you, could you? Do you have like a? Could you break the door? So it's, I'm just looking at a. a well, that's what I was trying to do. I use an athletics check, and I uh, like maybe use your axe. athletics. Yeah, athletics would be bodily. Um, if that, if you're like crap, like I, I'm picturing, uh, uh, I'm picturing Jim Curry bouncing off the door in Clue, where he's like, I just have to break it down, and then he, I can't do his accent, and then he bounces off the wall and lands on his butt. That's that was me. Yeah, yep. let's go ahead and give me a weapon attack against it this time instead. All right, I'm going to use my um, new amped up priest slayer. <laughs> um, so does a does a ten hit a door? <laughs> Am I able to hit a door? <laughs> um, I think I think would <laughs> no, not quite. Man, I'm tired from training. I'll it's tell tough, you what, man, I've been tough. training all day, and I'm a I can't, I can't knock this wooden door through and I can't even, I can't can't even hit the side of a garage door, a barn door (laughs) with my new magic axe. I think you guys are going to have to work together on that door up there. (laughs) Should we go all try to take down the door? Like is getting this person out like crucial? It's a human dude who's like... But he's safe in there. We just opened... We opened up a... Like, does he want to come out now that we opened up whatever this is? It's weird that (laughs) you're talking about that. Do you have... Anybody um, have a crowbar or anything? Okay, let's all go try the door together. What's that going to take? Actually, I think I do have a crowbar. Let's get a strength check at advantage. Uh, An athletics check at advantage. Yeah, I got a crowbar. From whom? From whoever's in charge of breaking this poor guy out of this box. My little weak, spindly elf arms can't do it with a seven. With, with advantage. advantage. Oh, more. with advantage? Uh, three. Oh, sh- <laughs> Can we play past <laughs> the crowbar? <laughs> he dies. Off this he door. dies in the. He dies in there. He never sees the sunlight again. You killed oh this my ranger. God. <laughs> I mean, okay. He's in there going, we... Can I burn the place down? No, it's made of stone. That wouldn't work. Is the door wood? <laughs> yeah, the door is wood. He goes, just tell just tell my wife I loved her. Can I <laughs> throw a chromatic orb fire at it and just burn the door down? You said it's stone, so nothing else will burn down. If you're p- throwing a spell slot at this, you succeed, man. I'm okay. not, we can't, I can't <laughs> It's a first level. <laughs> I'm mad. I just throw it at the door. Yeah. Uh, you see the same thing. So, so the doorway to the north now, where this guy like stumbles out of, and the doorway to the south that is opened, you see the like fog like that suddenly starts. Um, if you guys want to enter those rooms, that's fine. But like the way I have the lighting set up, it, I had to put a wall in that shouldn't be in place, so I can move you through the doorway. That's fine. He is gonna do the same. He's gonna take the rope that you guys left hanging, and he's gonna bounce. He's gonna say, "Hey, uh, I think." Before I go, thank you. Uh, I think the commander was working on a magic item for you guys. Uh, it should be downstairs in the armory. So if you want to check that out after this is all figured out, that's on you, I guess. I'm going to go appreciate the fact that I'm alive and he uh, is going to leave. How big is this? You're welcome. Table here. 
How big is that table? I'm going to say it's a a little less than 10 feet. Maybe, maybe it's like eight feet wide and let's call it like five feet deep and waist height. So is it something we could turn over and use to push ourselves through this windy mess? Like as a group? Uh, I think actually you might get the opposite. Uh, okay. You might get the opposite effect from that. It might act like a sail. I'm stumped by this wind. Do we just walk through? What do you guys want to do? You can muscle your way through for sure. It would take another, I'm going to call it another strength. You know what? I'm going to call it an athletics check. Um, and we'll put the DC at 15 to push your way through the, uh, to push your way through the, the wind. And I think if you were interested, you could give somebody a glyph of athletics. Cause I think you made one of those earlier this afternoon. I did. I did. I'm going to tie. Oh, go on. I was going to say, that's what I was looking at. Can I tie a rope to an arrow and attempt to lodge that arrow in the back? I'm assuming or hoping for back wooden wall. I'm going to say absolutely you can do that. I'm going to put the AC. The AC of the wood is 15. A 20 will lodge the arrow in there sufficient that you can tug a war on it and pull yourself in and give yourself a big bonus to your thing. So if you want to shoot, fire off a shot. Nat 20 for a 30. The arrow breaks through the wood of the door, turns sideways on the other side of it, falls back this way, and you have like the strongest tug uh, to get into, like you, you can pull on this rope. I, forget what I said about the DC for the strength. You guys can use this rope to push your way through. By the time you get into the hallway, it's hard to stand where you're standing, but it is technically possible to stand where you're standing. You are in a position here where the fog pushes into these rooms in a way that like the wind is clearly pushing the fog out of this hallway in the center here, but you are able to see that down into this room, the fog starts again up into this room. The fog starts again. And actually, as you push your way through and you're making all this noise, you see another ranger kind of like make their way out of this area, huffing and puffing. Like, how did you, how did you get that open? Uh, not easily, but, uh, grab that rope on your way out. Otherwise you're going to get, you're going to tumble, you know, over teacups out that door oh my god fantastic um listen i think that uh i think that Philarin is in the office um and I, something was going on in the northern area i don't know what i didn't have the honestly didn't have the courage to go up there so uh thank you and then would try to start making her way out was the office uh down or up oh right there yeah, it's this room here. You can see that there's a door there. You also know from your previous times in this yep. room that there's also a door to the south and a door to the north. This door is covered in shadowy chains and skulls and stuff. Wonderful. All right. Uh, I'm going to give that one an attempt of uh, picking it. All right. The last couple of rolls you did have been real high. So let's see what you got. 23. A 23 is not enough, but it's close. Does anybody have any kind of like player creep that you can throw on that? I mean, I can throw a bardic inspiration. That'd be a pretty high odds of success if we want to do a bardic roll fast. So just add on to the 23? Yeah. A D8. 25? 25 was the DC. Ooh. 
It's a DC oh. 15, typically, for locked doors. This adds a plus 10. You are able to get into the doorway. In this room, man, I really didn't do the lighting right here. I should have tested this. In this room, you can't see where you're going. You can see that on your way in, you hear Phil Lauren responding to the door opening. Who's there? Who's there? Who is that? Florin, it's Falkus. Oh, thank the light. I thought I'd never get out of this office. Um, is everybody here? What happened? There's, there, there were other rangers in the in the building. Are they okay? We've gotten three of them out so far. Um, we're, we're still kind of clearing out rooms. Every, pretty much every door in this place is locked. Some shadowy and stronger than others. Okay. Um, I think there were a total of six of us in the building. Myself and Commander Lariadra included. So if you took out three already, there should be one more ranger somewhere and the commander. Um, she, I think she should be downstairs. Can you go get her? I'll coordinate with the other rangers, make sure that they're okay. It's been a long night. They're probably pretty scared. Okay. Butch, I don't know if you want to check the, the north room here because that guy was saying there's something weird going on up there. Um, I'll check check yeah. down here. Let's... So the, the, this mist sure is everywhere. I can't can't see my elbow from my ears now that I can see my ears. Yeah, you should be having, if I did it right, you should be having a real hard time seeing where you're going. Yeah, so I'm moving slowly around and I'm what I'm doing is I'm like moving. Oh, I just bumped into somebody. I found a ranger. Hey, Mr. Ranger. That ranger is real low on health. They're clearly injured. He's nursing um, a puncture wound in his shoulder and like gasping. He's like, oh, my goodness. I thought I was going to bleed out here. This is it's good to see you. Um, Hey, so the commander is downstairs and she kept saying uh, that she had to be on guard. She had to she has to guard. She has to be the guard. Something about being the guard. Um, I asked her what she was doing and she fully shot me. The commander shot. Yeah. I, uh, I ran up here right away, and now the door to the basement is gone. So... Now, the door to the basement is gone. Gone. So I don't Where know Where did it used to be? Um, you guys... Is that... Actually, no, you would know this full on, now that I'm thinking about it. You visited the armory once. The there, armory yeah. is downstairs. Uh, in the upper corner here, there used to be a door there. All right, well, first things first... Um, let's, uh, let's get you some help. And I, um, you know, kind of, kind of pick up kind of, you know, how you put one arm around someone and kind of drag them sure. out. Uh, and I'm going to take him, you know, I'm going to find him some help. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, send him to the healers or whatever. Um, so gate's still closed and locked out front. Oh, the gate is still closed and locked out front. We are trapped in here. Just have to put him, put no, him off. No, people have been leaving, though. They've been, They've been climbing, climbing over the wall. With this, our rope. with this rope. Okay, well, we need... So, there are people who have left, right? Yeah. Um, and by Falaran's count, this is the last ranger in the building, except for Commander uh, Commander Lariadra, who's downstairs. Uh, how the heck did I get in? The... <laughs> Ari and Butch climbed the, the rope. Falcus uh, climbed That's the wall right. and dropped a rope. Okay, so this guy is, has been fully shot, and he does need some help. We could also use some help. 
to be honest, we need someone from like a guard or something that is outside of these gates to come. The gates, if I'm remembering correctly, are barred or bars. Yeah. Um, they're like, if you look on the map, you'll see that uh, they are actually like they swing open. It's not like a portcullis where it drops down. It like opens by swinging inward, which really doesn't seem you would think that they should swing outward. If it's a if it's a it doesn't matter. The map says they swing inward. Doesn't matter. OK, so we the, the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that we need to get the attention of people who are outside of the situation, like c- city guards and whatnot. We did send a couple people over the gate. What are the chances that they <laughs> pointed out to the guards that there's something going on here? <laughs> what are the chances that we would have told them that? Uh, so this this ranger guy that's with us, he's injured. Difficult to throw him over the gate. I don't know what to do, guys. Okay, okay, we well, got just, two things just to do. Set him, just we set need... him up against the wall outside and try to stabilize him. We'll he's get him out. That's stable. That's he's just like... He's got like five hit points. Like he's not doing great, but he's not going to die. I can cast a f- he's not gonna first die. level cure wounds if that'll give him some energy to climb over the rope. Let's let let's not get crazy. Okay. Oh, to climb over the rope because our we need to do two things: open that door that's disappeared and um, get help. Any one of us could climb over this thing. To be honest, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to be able to figure out a magic door. Why don't I go help him get over the rope the party? Just, just, you know, use, use my own athletics, use this rope. I got in, I can get out. Right. Uh, and, and go get the city guard. Okay. What are we, what's the, what's the goal there? Let them know that there's something fishy happening at the covenant or like come in and do assistance. Like what, what's the, what's the, what's the ask there? Open this door. Might need to go to the mage quarter and get a mage. Yeah, the city guard would probably show up. If that's the plan, the city guard would probably show up with a battering ram. That'll work, too. That'll work, yeah. Okay. Are you going to... We need to open this door. I want to open this door and get this guy some help and uh, get some guards out here. Are you going to take the ranger with you? No, I'm not hosting a a guy with five hit points. Well, you uh, guys can on, work to, if the, but if the that's guards the, are going to be right there. I don't have to go go far. Yeah, no. If that's the battle plan, like he can come out into the courtyard and chill here for a while, and like get a glass of water in him and and let him rest up. And Falarin can actually go and be like, no, I can go take care of that. Like if that's the plan, I'll go get oh, people. Oh yeah, for, make Falarin do it. That's right. Okay, we can put the guy in the stable area too if we want him somewhere where in case. Stuff yeah, starts. that room is impossible to get into. No one's going in there to assault anybody. <laughs> it's just full of cloud. That's the most well-defended room on this map. Yeah. So the guy could just chill in there so he's out of the way. Healing. He was telling a joke. It doesn't matter where he is. He's safe. He's fine. Okay. Falarin is going to go get the guard. All right. Falarin goes and gets the guards. We try to open a magic door. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm already at where the door is supposed to be, and I'm feeling around the edges trying to figure out what happened. Um, Where is the door supposed to be? You're feeling around. <laughs> you, you feel a door. What you're looking at is a solid wall with shelves on it. But what you feel is a whole regular door. Oh, it's a 
It's an illusion. What are you hiding? A door. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to find the handle. Okay, yeah, you're playing around. You discover that this is a secret door um, hidden here by illusion magic. It is locked, but it's locked the normal way. I have no idea where y'all are. I can't see on this. <laughs> There's so I much. I can't see nothing. I'm just, I'm burning all my rolls. That was a nat 20, 31. I'm fine with that because I need you to have lower rolls later on. Oh. Yeah, you're easily able to uh, go down uh, into the doorway. All right, Falcons, just call me when you figure something out and I'll follow the sound of your voice. Right here, walk through the wall. It's a, it's a it's an illusion. Like I'll just kind of like like hand kind of comes out from from like the fake wall. It's like that butch okay, can't see because you're full of smoke in here. Literally summer doesn't know where this door is. It's to the north. To the north. So the room it's where we the did room the ranger. Where the injured ranger was. Right there. Okay. Oh my gosh, man, this is the most complicated thing you've ever done as far as maps go, Casey. This is crazy. These locked doors. I found this map on the internet. An obstacle has arisen before our adventurers. Falcus had hoped to lean on Covenant information and resources, but their base is under the effect of some strange, spooky, magical effect. Our heroes believe this to be an effect from the mysterious Dark Shard, but what could end it? Why has Commander Lariadra attacked one of her own, and how will our heroes fare if she's still on the attack in the lower levels of the base? We'll have to wait until next time to find out as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic DND, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.